0: this podcast I spoke to Dawn Garland. Dawn is a transpersonal integrative psychologist. Uh, It was quite refreshing to talk to somebody who had an an awakening experience a number of years ago now who has since gone down the field of psychology because very often that gets dismissed um, when there is a recognition that there is nothing to be done or anything to be healed per se. So it was quite refreshing to talk to somebody we spoke uh, about freedom, boundless energy, boundless love, non-locality, um, and obviously various different fields of psychology as well. So uh, yeah, let me know what you think of the podcast. Enjoy talking to Dawn. Uh, see you soon. Uh, so Dawn, thank you for for being here. Um, the reason I wanted to speak with you, well, first of all, Richard Sylvester told me to get in touch with you. So uh, a mutual friend, I think. Um, so thank you for coming on. Um, the reason I wanted to speak with you, Dawn, is because a lot of uh, this type of communication, when I spoke to people like Richard, I've also spoke to Jim Newman, uh, Kenneth Madden, people like that, They, when I mention things like psychology and psychotherapy and things like this, very often that is overlooked. And I completely understand why it's overlooked in this context. But I think that doesn't help a lot of people, which is the sort of paradox of the whole thing. So could you sort of expand on why you do talk about that and why you think it's important?
1: Okay, one level, so there's nothing happening, and there's no one and all this. And and if if you're in a no mind state, I mean, no thought. I mean, you're not really going to access psychology, are you? You're not really going to be reflecting on, you know, on on stuff. But for most people, that is not actually the case. So they there's the, the awakening and, you know, and, and things are easier. But um and because of this communication being the way it is, there's there's almost like a, a taboo around the psychological stuff. But problems do come up. And I've come across that working with people one to one and whatever. Like uh, Because it doesn't, you know, life goes on, right? Life life goes on and relationships happen friendships happen shit hits the fan (laughs) and actually some of us can get really stuck and um suffering can arise and maybe there's no one to turn to in that there's a kind of shame around it i'm awake therefore everything should be easier and certainly it makes things easier because um because you're not in in that you're not in suffering in the same way it doesn't have such a grip on you but when life is overwhelming we all know what that is we've all got you know there's you know if your relationships coming apart or like you've lost your home or your job's like all that stuff comes up and so we talk about it but it, yeah it's taboo i think there's a taboo around it and so what i've experienced myself and what i've experienced with other people you know repression can continue like like old patterns like I think a lot of people admit that it takes a while for things to unwind pattern wise. Um, for for me like the heart being open that that releases so much and it, it enables life to be much more easeful and and connection with people is just such so much more natural and it's great. But you know you can still be seeing life through a distorted lens so you can still end up repeating history in a sense like in the same kind of relationships that maybe were toxic before and maybe not having the impetus to change your life because it's good enough. So there's this, you you can almost opt out because you can kind of just, for a lot of us, I think we, you know, thought is not compulsive. We can just drop it, but the body, the body kind of knows like, so the body, you, you can't argue with the body. It it, it doesn't like it when you're kind of pushing stuff down. And so some of us do that and we carry on and we don't change anything. So, yeah. And and when people do realize that there is this distortion, whatever, like they change so quickly that that's what is really fascinating. There is this like, you know, they move much more quickly, I think than before awakening. So it's just, it's just amazing, but we all need support at times. I think that's just, just it. There's, there's just this normal life going on and, mm-hmm. um, as well. it it, it's a different relationship with that life. And it's not your life, obviously, but it's, you know, it's still, still like throws up from some pretty scary stuff. Like, so.
0: Yeah, I guess if I were to think about what, let's let's use Jim Newman, because he's pretty radical in how in he uh, talks. I, I think he'd say something like, you know, it, it's just happening, and and, and th- th- there is no one. It's happening too. Therefore, it's sort of irrelevant. How do you like integrate that?
1: Well, I mean, that on on one level, that's true because there there isn't, and and there never was, and and there never will be. But there is this appearance, and it you know it doesn't have the same reality to. It, but it's the only reality we have access to. It's like nothing has changed it's just the relationship is different so there's no ownership here there's no sense of location here but still you know dawn has relationships dawn has to make her way through life it's so and and there is an unconscious because
2: Mm.
1: we do reflect when the shit hits the fan awake or not awake you will reflect upon your life and uh Look at it, and if you get insights, you will change the trajectory of your life. If you don't get them, you won't. But so, it's just that's the non. Okay, the on one level, yeah. On the basic level, yeah. This is this is a story. This is just an appearance. This is nothing happening and everything, nothing and everything happening. Um, but yeah, when the shit hits the fan, that doesn't help anyone.
0: No, no, it definitely doesn't now for context on, can you
1: like share a little bit about what what happened to you um so, so there was obviously some repression there so from my own my own way of relating and so i didn't realize i was kind of doormat. and so after my awakening um life went on but uh for me it was very very empty as in there was no mind um most of the time, no thought whatsoever. It was very blissful. So no matter what life threw at me, um, there was just, you know, there was like, you know, there's no, seemed no point to look at anything because it was just, there was just this radical acceptance of everything. And then three and a half years ago, I started getting a lot of Kundalini stuff, which I'd had before, but so visions, I, I, I had an experience of going to hell, um, which kind of revealed my own repression to me. So the, so I changed radically after that, psychologically speaking. Um, I had a much more of a psychological clarity than I'd ever had before, which just seems to be increasing, increasing, increasing. And uh, then I realized, actually, this is happening with other people. So once I've recognized that there's other people who are awake who've actually gone through the same process, but they don't know what to turn, or they maybe don't even know that they're awake and then they realize they are like, I think if you're a kind of people pleaser dormat, they're they're much less likely to even own this or to even declare like, you know, awakening has happened, or so mm. they they kind of pretend they go undercover with this. i you know, you're awake, I'm not, or you know, and uh yeah, they keep a lot of stuff to themselves. So so I realize that yeah, if, if you're if you've got a narcissistic um character, then that's likely to continue because that's trauma-based and trauma trauma's in the body like you can't argue with that you know um some of it's easier to shift if it's not like narcissistic wounding that's really some would say most actually everybody pretty much says you can't change that so you'll have a fight response to trauma so every so it's not about non-reacting that some people present non-duality as after awakening you know if someone gives you shit you, you're just like you know you respond not react but actually if you've got a narcissistic Uh, character you're going to react you know Mm -hmm. and and even if you're a doormat maybe you'll react maybe you won't but but more more likely that you won't because you're afraid of anger you're afraid of confrontation and you want a peaceful life you'll do anything for a peaceful life um, even if it means being very small and very inauthentic and staying put (laughs) so yeah
0: Mm -hmm. with the in the psychological field what I've sort of found here is that I mean, I've read. I couldn't even count how many books I've read in the field of psychology and the different modalities and that. I genuinely wouldn't know. Right. But it just seems you never get anywhere. It just seems it's a constant reinforcement of things like I've read. This isn't to like tell everybody what I've read, but you know, Freud, Jung, Adler, all these people, like the modern, right. the, the fathers of psychology. Let's just call it that. Uh huh. And it seems like okay uh, dream work for example right Um, you you start doing that how to use dreams in the psychological healing process uh, uh, mythology things like that and and i'm thinking well where am i going well is there an end point here or is it a purification process or i just think it's, it's a labyrinth that's how i sort of I've got to the point now where I, I can't read that stuff anymore because it doesn't seem to be doing anything. It's like a waste of time.
1: Yeah, fair enough. But for some people, there's an insight there that can be, you know, if it, um, it may take just one insight. And beyond all that theory, to be honest, I mean, that's theoretical.
0: Mm, of course, yeah.
1: In a way, like, and mm. sometimes it's so abstract. It's like, actually, it's much more simple than that. Like, we need... We need to be seen. We need to be heard, whether awake or not. We And we need an, an on someone who can honestly respond to what we're saying, because some of us don't even know what it's like to like someone who models a good relationship or a good enough relationship. Some of us never had that. So all we know is something not very healthy and we repeat that, repeat that. So in a sense, it's the relationship maybe with the therapist or with a confidant. If you've got a confidant, you know, Who's really, you know, honest and and sees you and listens to you and reflects back. I mean that that's that's gold dust. So maybe looking through all this theory stuff, it's 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 not about that. Like I don't know, good relationships. If you've got all that, if you've got good supports in your life, and but it, it depends. Maybe you don't need it, and some people get bored shitless with this because nothing changes. And if you've got deep deep you know trauma and stuff, maybe for you it's like put it aside and just move on i don't know mm. I, I i wouldn't it's you know for me it it's not like you should do this it's just yeah. i know what's been good for me and like i've got good friends um mm. and, and there's a lot of healing through just sharing and listening and share. you know
0: so. yeah, yeah no definitely relationships and uh, yeah definitely play a huge role in 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 my uh developmental process, I don't like to call it awakening process because I do uh, I sort of perceive there to be levels of it um, right. and I know that that's, power, that, that's a bit of a, a taboo as well, that's levels and you either are, see the black or white and there's levels, I mean I sort of am of the belief that it's uh, li- not linear it's like a non-linear developmental process in some way I don't really know how to word it and, and these psychotherapy Putic models and processes can assist in that um but sometimes i just feel like they do more harm than good um and i do i do agree with you that the simpler generally speaking the simpler something is tends to be more have more utility than the more complex and um theoretical stuff most definitely um do you can do you consider yourself a psychotherapist is that like
1: i, I am yeah i am a qualified. Okay. Um, psychotherapist, transpersonal integrative psychotherapist. But, but like all, all you need to know in terms of, I mean, if you're in touch with all of your emotions, if you're not pushing stuff down, if you're not repressing stuff, I mean, that's all your information is available to you. You don't really need anything but to start to trust that and to, to put anger where it belongs, to really not shut, you know, like you get a lot of people just excuse, like, you know, idealize their childhoods ideal you know they're so Mm. so scared of like being radically honest and it's it's really quite simple you you don't need to make it complex you you know it's 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 there at your disposal um and we all if you if you want to just grow it's getting more in touch with your gut instincts anyway just like i mean it's so powerful that stuff. It really is the information you start to access. I mean, that's that's freedom as well. Like it's another kind of freedom. Could you so. expand on that? Babe? Well, because you you don't need recourse to books. All you, all you need is recourse to so you know what you're feeling, and and the the feelings are you know that informs the thinking as well. So you go to feeling first, and it, it you know if you feel shame, maybe you realize that actually somebody has shamed you. It's not um it's a toxic you know. It's not a healthy shame, healthy shame. Maybe you've been a bit of an ass, you know, like, but, but it, it, you know, if you feel that maybe it should be blame rather than shame, but you're taking on something. So it's just being able to know what you're feeling and, and then look at why you're feeling it, you know, Mm. you know, is that, um, it's just the information because you don't, you can't argue with the emotions. They, when they're there, they're there. And it's, Mm. that's, those are your messengers and thoughts should inform that. But if you're thinking, if you're lost in the, if you're an awakened head, you're you're lost because you know you don't have access to that. So an mm. awakened narcissist wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't be in touch with all that wealth of feeling. So but they don't care. <laughs> they don't mind. They've got power. So <laughs> uh,
0: you, you mentioned that two thousand and twelve. I think it was there was like a state of no mindedness. Uh, no thought, would the emotions there, do they arise in that state? Or are they? Or would you consider mind and emotions as two separate things?
1: In that state, so after after the kind of big bang, the seeing of nothing and everything in 2012, there was more just bliss. I wouldn't say even emotion. In a sense, it was just bliss and love. Um, there, because when there's no mind that there, there tends to be well certainly here that doesn't tend to be any emotion here like it's just a, a feeling of fullness of goodness of of love and connection you know it's um so i'm not in and out of emotional states they they, they come they go they tend to be quite fleeting but but initially it was just just that so it wouldn't really have arisen apart from maybe joy perhaps but none of the I, d- I don't know. None, no negative emotions. It was just, just pretty simple and pretty constant. So and it went mm. on like that for I don't know, maybe three years. Like I don't know, and nothing going on most of the time.
0: So, Were you working in that time? No. So you just completely, well, blissed out.
1: I was just blissed out. Yeah, I was just sitting on benches and walking and staring at the wall, staring out the window. That kind of thing.
0: So yeah, it was just. So there's a fair few years there, really. Uh, to so since then, let's say 2012, a few years. You mentioned Kundalini. Um, was it was that like a what you perceive to be like a, a next stage, or is it just, a, a, I don't know, a happening? I I don't know how to word it.
1: Well, well, sometimes it's got in in a sense it's got no. It's a it's a relative. You know, it's not part of the seeing it can it can happen before awakening it can happen after Mm. and it it may never happen at all but often around the awakening period you you might experience a lot of people experience the kind of the more kind of cliched kundalini uh, experience of like a rush of energy up the back up to the crown chakra light all that sort of thing so i had stuff around that and then so there's there's two different processes an energetic awakening uh, kundalini awakening which continues for life, which is what I had around awakening. And then I had a light kind of based one that, that, that started three and a half years ago, which is inner light as a constant. So that never goes. And sometimes that gets very, very bright. And when it gets very bright, I tend to get other experiences in that. So visions, um, inner signs, outer signs, um, you know, other realities, that, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know,
0: so But
1: they can give you you insights into the non-dual as well. Like just before awakening, seeing there was a seeing in a tube train of everybody being awake. And that was visual. So kind of knowing what that was without knowing what that was. And then seeing the veil. So like those kind of um, illuminations, I think they're called, can give you a taste of this. It's not the whole thing, but it's so you get a sense of that, seeing the aliveness. Um, you know, see, you know, there's stuff like that. Like, you know, seeing the innocence, Mm. um, and then the big bang, of course, is the seeing and nothing and everything where the self is seen through. And that's, it's just Mm. the end of, end end of, no.
0: Yeah. Was there a sense of needing to do anything at that point?
1: Uh, needing what, at which point, what after?
0: Uh, Probably the, call it the bang.
1: Call it, call it the what? Sorry,
0: the bang, the awakening—the you, you, oh. awakening that you had was this. Like, because the doership is spoken about as falling away; the doer has fallen away. Was there a sense that you needed to do anything?
1: Well, there was no. It was just seen that there was no one. That it was all all arising spontaneously, and you know, it was just beyond that. The location had gone. I mean, that already gone in the awakening to emptiness. Anyway, there was no one here. It was, you know, it was physical it was seen it was you know it's it's so obvious Mm. um and then the big bang moment it felt initially like a loss like a horrific and then it like but it's not even in time this and and then it wasn't it was just the love um so it's not a loss it's you know it was you know there's there's no word to describe that it's just absolutely amazing and um so no there's it's beyond doing or fulfillment or it's beyond all these concepts. It's beyond words. It's beyond, um, yeah, it's it's just, it's just coming home. It's just peace beyond understanding and it's just love. And so it kind of took me away from the situation I was in, which was a restaurant, you know, like, like it just, it's very, it was very difficult to carry on a conversation after that, but yeah.
0: What were you doing for a living before that?
1: Oh um yeah, just um various you oh, know just yeah, yeah.
2: It, it's pieces of, like okay
1: jobs. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: um, yeah. was there like a s uh um a spiritual seeking prior to that or was it purely spontaneous?
1: There there wasn't really not really. I mean I'd only kind of I had something like a glimpse like twenty years before this, but, but I didn't know that that was the case. And there was a kind of seeking after that. Like I, I in that glimpse, I knew that there was something else going on, but I never heard anybody talk about that. And and I had come across the words, non-juvali. no doubt I'd come across those in some of the books I'd read, mm. but it was just, I just ignored it. So th- there was a sense, but seeking, you know, b- barking up the wrong tree. Mm. And then suddenly I came across like Eckhart Tolle and a few others, maybe a couple of months beforehand. Um, and I had come across Krishnamurti a few years ago but I'd read kind of one or two books and left it at that you know Mm -hmm. I kind of only took it at the level where he talked about you know how the mind is during meditation you know it it wasn't specifically non-dual as well yeah it seemed to be him talking about no mind state which I guess he was kind of in but he was also yeah obviously he was awake but he went into the meditative state and he? he was like looking at the mind, there's anger, there's blah, blah, blah. I got a lot out of that, but it wasn't anything to do with awakening. Mm. That's what I got. So,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: you, are you aware of UG Krishnamurti?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I. very I much, him.
0: I very much l- like UG Krishnamurti. That's, his personality is like how I, when I talk to people, that is sort of a little bit like how I communicate. He's, he's yeah. very, he's very, um, not abrupt. Maybe that's the right word and wrong word. And I think maybe he's doing it to teach people, perhaps. But, um, that is, I resonate with with his message.
1: No, there's a freedom in that. He, he yeah, I, he seemed fun. Like he, he would, he would have this appearance of very angry, but you could just see that yeah, it yeah. seemed like skin deep, like it, it just it wasn't there one second later. He'd just be laughing. And yeah, he seemed. Like a no I don't know, maybe he was tricky as hell, who knows? But he seemed like really fun to engage with and mm. so yeah, like it's a re- it's it was kind of a relief to come across him because yeah, he was a kind of one off, which is kind of what you want. But, yeah. But yeah, it's very it was very lovely. <laughs> like, maybe not close close up, but like, but I don't I've no idea, like but anyway. he was an unusual character, an unusual backdrop as well. The story, his story is very weird like Mm, so um, very intriguing
0: yeah uh i think he was the um this is to go somewhere the theosophical society i think he was like uh, his grandfather was a leader of the theosophical society or something along with Jiddu krishnamurti um what i'm very wary that a lot of what's been said in this area could be classified as like new ageism. And um, although within me, I I genuinely don't think that that is the case by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I do sort of see people who talk about this type of stuff who do say, you know, like there's some grand mass awakening going on. And I, that sort of rep- repels me quite a lot. I think that's just completely nonsense. Do you, do you see the link between the two, or do you think that there one?
1: Well, the, the the sort of thing of the mass awakening is a different thing, but it, it often seems to be attached to some sort of moral cleansing thing, this sort of moral hygiene, that we're all going to turn into this, you know, benign society and, <laughs> you know, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit icky, but it does seem like, I mean, it, it's so common, glimpses are just common it's it, i find it almost unusual to meet someone who doesn't kind of have some understanding of this or had some experience like mm. everywhere i go like i go for an appointment and you know whatever it is like somebody's telling me about their out-of-body experiences i know that's not non-duality but still you know like people have all this stuff going on all the time but mm. you know um so i don't know but the new age thing i'm, I'm not sure what you're getting at really with the new age.
0: Like, you know, like numerology and all this stuff. And I just think, what good is it doing anyone when people talk about that? And then they'll listen to someone like yourself talk about non-duality, and then they'll make a link that you're talking about similar things. Right. And I don't think that that's the case. But I think that this uh, message and the people talking about this type of stuff gets lumped in with it and I, I think it's very important in my opinion to to sort of separate the two that well, actually what you're talking about was spoken about in ancient egypt mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying
1: well yeah because this is this is beyond all that this isn't not an experience this yeah it, it's it's got nothing in common with any of that stuff and it's just mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an absolute drop in a way. of any of that, that stuff—not to say you can't handle the rest in things afterwards—but yeah, it's, it's irrelevant. It, it, it's on its own. The, the non-dual seeing is 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 kind of what what people are after. It's it's the end to the self. I mean, there's nothing that compares to that. There's nothing that that's. I mean, that's that's it really. After that, you're interested in something. So what? But this is, you know, this is as close to the end of suffering you're going to get. This is end Mm. of the self the you know it's a it's a transformation too and it's an yeah nothing cuts it nothing everything else is an experience in time this is the end of all that so it's a different it's a different kind of level altogether they can't be compared and they they can't really be associated there there isn't okay you can have energetic experiences but they but so what it's not on the same level no no way it's and it's it's not going to put an end to the identification, it's just not, you know, it's just interesting. It's just interesting shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: You
1: know, <laughs> and fun. But numerology, yeah, it wouldn't be my, wouldn't be my cup yeah. of tea. Yeah, but...
0: listen, that was just an example. I'm not knocking the numerologists or anything. That was just an example that comes to the top of my head. And that type of information, rather well, than not even information, it's just stuff. It's sort of, I don't know, I'm very conscious that what you're talking about is completely different to all of that
1: yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah the end of stuff, it's the end of things happening, it's the end of cause and effect, isn't it? It's just.
0: Let's talk a little bit about all that, the non-duality thing then. You mentioned there that, you know, this is what people are seeking. Do you consider everybody on the face of the planet is seeking this by their actions in daily life? Is that what they're all trying to get back to?
1: Well, how can I say that? I can't know that you know, there's a, for a lot of people, there's a sense of unease and a sense of trying to externally to get fulfillment from the external world, for sure. And we say that, well, that's it. They they want to return to wholeness. So, I mean, maybe it is, but we don't, we don't know that when, you know, and we, and, and how can you know what this is anyway? Because when it happens, it's obviously, you know, it's beyond the mind, Right so they can't know what they're after anyway so it's a, it's an idea basically it's an idea okay maybe because we were born into this we were born whole so whether whether there's something in that like a, a sense of that and, and some people never closed down entirely as well so I don't know but of course I mean what drives you to to try and to seek this is for most people it's just the end of suffering isn't it it's just as simple as that or or just the end of seeking or the end of because it seems it's frustrating as hell when you get into this isn't it and it seems like some smug bastard at the front of the (laughs) parade pointing this shit and it doesn't make any sense what the hell is nothing and everything and you kind of all you've got is the mind, really so Mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah i mean I don't know, that I was seeking, I was just, I just assumed I was very nihilistic. It was just, this is unbearable. This is unlivable. And there's no way around that, like, and so that's how I saw it. So I didn't, you know.
0: But was, that's how you also, that's how you saw life prior to 2012.
1: Yeah, absolutely okay. unlivable. Um, I just saw, I, I, I wished I hadn't been born. It was just too, it's just like suffering for no reason and and you're going to die, and, and and why? But I didn't see there was any solution to that. Not that there is a solution to that, but that falls away. It's like, that's the amazing thing. It's like, there? it's not, because I was, you know, I didn't expect that there was a fix for that. I was trying to accept that, but of course you can't accept that. You can't accept that life is utterly suffering, death, and futile. So you end up in, in a war with yourself, which I was. I was totally at war with myself, so... Yeah, total total mess. <laughs> total mess. Yeah, I and then that...
0: go on, please.
1: No, just then suddenly not, you know, you know.
0: Was that an instant thing?
1: Oh, it was stepping into sanity. It was, and and without looking back, without reflection, it was just, it was just all gone. That was gone, and and not even a sense of oh, phew, that was all gone. None of that. Like it was so. This is it. So that this is it now. And it always was this. That there wasn't any possibility of thinking, oh my God, a few minutes ago, life was fucking crazy and shit. That was gone. It was just another life. And it, uh, that wasn't mine. And mm. uh, yeah, it's it, it's strange that... Well, it, and it's not, because it's so natural to... Yeah. Mm. But, uh, what a blessing. Like, But you don't even think in terms of that. Like, you know, because that's another... Ideas. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: incredible, really. You know, when you work one-on-one with, with clients, is there people who struggle with their careers when they've had this type of thing happen to them? Let me give you context for the question. Uh, I'll use myself as an example. I've run a couple of uh, real estate companies. Right. and And I'm fully aware of the meaninglessness of it completely meaningless to me Uh and like sometimes I'm sitting in a meeting and I just want to just go this is such a waste of time like I might as well just sell up everything and just do xyz
2: right
0: so that so for the context of the question would you have people like myself who sometimes struggle with how life is is presenting itself in the term of of career it could be relationships or whatever else but in, in terms of career specifically
1: Oh yeah, people get overwhelmed. People, um, people want to change things. People, yeah. I mean, anything can happen as before. It, you know, it doesn't because you may be less suited to. I mean, that's a thing. You, you wake up in the same circumstances, don't you? But they may not fit you anymore, and they may for a while because you don't give a shit because you're so blissed out. But after a time it it may not it may be that you're doing something that feels really meaningless in that sense and and that's okay because you're so in the moment and you don't really care but for some people it's like maybe they had stuff when they were younger that they really wanted to do and now they want to actualize that because they realize oh my god you know my life I've been wanting to do this and the the barriers of blocks that perceived blocks are just gone so maybe they need a little bit of encouragement because no one no one ever encouraged them. There's so many people like that. They've never actually had anyone say, wow, that sounds like a good idea or or even take them seriously. So they've learned not to take themselves seriously. So mm. after awakening, there may be a period of time where none of this is questioned. And then, you know, maybe I can do this or maybe I can change my life. It's, it's like a revelation and that's really exciting. Mm. So, so yeah, it's, it's the same as before. But yeah, I think... Yeah, I think in the first few years it's almost like just for most people it's probably just being just like wow, you know, just being with the trees and the wall and the I don't know and and being with people and just that sort of presence and mm. it's just so juicy. Um, but you know, life goes on. So
0: yeah, yeah. What what led you to sort of teaching this to other people? You do um, sessions in London, do you uh, in front of people? I mean, what led you to that?
1: um talking about it um i i realized i wasn't talking about it and and it seemed like such a challenge to me because i'm so shy i'm like a really shy character and that's like you know almost impossible so i i don't know i just i just got an urge to why the hell not and um you know and then the emerson thing came up and yeah you know um so yeah, I just can't. Can I, uh, you know? And 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 also because before before the before the kind of uh, Kundalini, the last Kundalini thing, um, I didn't have anything really to say about non-duality. Like, you know, I didn't really want to just be like, "This is it." Or so the, suddenly there was like, I just found it interesting my own path because it was so. There was a change in how I perceived real, not ultimate reality but you know the psychological change and I realized it's not just me that's going through that so I thought there's something there like it might be useful as well it might not to most people but um not saying it was altruistic but you know uh, but but I wanted to explore it and there's a good way of exploring this stuff is talking about it because it gives you an excuse to kind of look into it to read about shit and, true, and true. To, yeah you focus differently when you're talking so it's like, what else is going on? So I'm always questioning things. I'm always looking at my own experience, other people's experiences. And, you know, and yeah. So it's, mm. it's a, you know, it's exciting. I find it exciting uh, most of the time. And kind of like, why the hell am I doing that? Some of the time, you know, because it's, you know. But
2: mm.
0: what do you think the role of psychedelics play in, in the psychological landscape?
1: Um... Well, I'm not an expert. I have I have taken them. Um, yeah, I mean they can give people have glimpses, don't they? And there can be changes brought about. I know it's good in healing depression and all these things. Um, I uh, I don't know about abiding states from this. It doesn't seem to to engender that, but it, it certainly seems to give rise to glimpses. Mm. Um, so it probably does create change, but. It, I'm not, like I say, I'm not an expert, but I think it's exciting. We're in, living in exciting times because this stuff is becoming more mainstream. People are, you know, experimenting with mushrooms. They're being treated with ketamine for mm-hmm. depression and stuff. So it's becoming less taboo now. And, no, it's exciting. You know, there's mm-hmm. definitely insights to be gained there. And um, as long as you're not so traumatized and you're like... <laughs> Can bring up stuff as well. But yeah,
0: know. I've been in ayahuasca ceremonies and, and uh, bless them, a couple of people there were so badly traumatized. It probably wasn't a good idea for them to be to be taking ayahuasca, to be fair. Uh, yeah,
1: you do get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't know who's holding it. And then maybe they don't even know how to deal with that material as well. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, I think you need to be. In good hands if you've got that but it is i mean everybody's got to decide for themselves or maybe seek a second opinion if you're really doubtful but you know yeah some people do have a rough ride i, I know that but i don't know a hell of a lot about it but going off to peru or something as a you know that's a that's a big one and you mm-hmm. know you might have a 21 year old facilitator or something you know yeah. jack shit about trauma and i don't know uh, mm-hmm. I know Gabor Mate's run a few of those, hasn't he? And um, suppose, suppose if you're with someone who gets it like that, you know, we'd be in good hands. But yeah, Mm.
0: yeah. Let's talk about like some of the the topics that the some of the teachers talk about here. The non-duality teachers. Let's talk about like, uh, for example, free will down here. What's your take on that?
1: It's such a boring subject. (laughs)
0: it is but it is it is very boring but it's so like for the the person who isn't where you're at um the free will determinism is such a philosophical concept that they, they battle with uh, i can speak from experience here mm-hmm. um that it's worthwhile talking to people who have sort of seen through it
1: but it never was there you know and, and you can understand that philosophically yeah. anyway so it never was there and and, and we go on through life like as if it is in a way like making our choices and you know and it doesn't detract anything and ultimately we don't know what this is anyway so it's not say that you can't change your life i mean people think that it kind of means what it doesn't mean i mean this the story of time rises you can still change you there's no one who can make change happen but you know you can do certain things that are gonna make life maybe easier and change certain things it's I don't know it's it's not I, I suppose it's easy to say from here but so what like it, it's it's always been this has always been the case and it doesn't really change mm. well, well, so, so what,
0: what's always been the case
1: well life is oh there's never been free will I mean and so the only difference here now is life is experienced differently it, it's seen that it's known that and it's also known there's there's nothing, there's everything. It's it's not a loss of anything in a one sense. Well, it is a loss of ownership, but it's not language just doesn't cut this, does it It's mm. it, I mean it's love. It's it's it, it, it's love, it's not there's nothing in this. Once you start talking philosophically, it gets dry as fuck as far as I'm concerned, like it really does. And why would you want that? I you know, I'm sure if I uh, I'd come across a lot of people speaking about free will and I don't run a million miles from it because it sounds so dry and so well why would you want that I mean nobody would want that you know so but yeah the you know the the love stuff and the others you know I mean what it's about ultimately
2: it's mm.
1: is different isn't it because that is just rest and it's just being where you are and I think people get a sense of that like they can at least they don't know what that's like as an ongoing thing but sometimes you get a sense of that just being where you are maybe it's in an intimate situation maybe it's when you're on holiday or you know we all get a kind of slight flavor of that but it's not maybe seen in the same way as you know stillness is everywhere it's seen as visual it's mm. you know this is proper coming home it's you know and it doesn't waver so so i'm much more into that aspect of things but
0: Mm. You've mentioned the word love quite a lot. Uh, can you sort of help me understand how what you mean when you say that word?
1: Well, it's just boundless. So it's not it's not conditional on it's not in love. There's an loveness that's experienced with everything, and everything is love. So there's an intimacy with all of life, and it's also seen. It's also seen. Everything is that, and. There is no other and it's sometimes the peace that's the coming home and that's I mean so when you kind of are with I don't know when you're sat in nature it's like merging with that it's just there's no division you know part of the collapse of inner and outer it's it's just this it's not even a radical intimacy with it's just intimacy and it's beyond beyond all our categories beyond the mind is beyond any understanding but it's also the, the beauty of that is absorbing as well so looking at something and the beauty and the perfection in that as well it, that's the stuff that really blows you away I think at first if, if you have that and seeing that like stillness and everything and stillness and noise and you know and silence and yeah it's it's just breathtaking and it, and it's healing as well it, it depends on the wounds but it, your heart is open then and and so for me that was such a relief because I find it really hard to get close to someone in a relationship at least for a period of time I wasn't always like that but so that was gone it was like wow I'm kind of you know like wow I don't have intimacy issues anymore like that was amazing um you know see so. that
0: brings up the psychology question again because you didn't do anything there no that was just yeah. know, an unfoldment or whatever uh so if you go back to what we spoke about at the beginning but where is the value there in in the psychological field? I mean even Yuji Krisherji, I think he said something like at the time, obviously it's different now to what it was then. but the field of psychology is a, he basically said it's the big one of the biggest frauds ever, which is very much in his character to say something like that, so abrupt. But if, you, if you're saying there that that you weren't doing psychology or, or whatever and then and from one day you were this way and one day you were the next doesn't that render it sort of obsolete?
1: So in in my case, I, I had um, problems with intimacy. Like mm. I couldn't get close to someone for, it was like a period of 10 years. Now, if, if you always, before that I was able to, so I was hurt. If, if you were like that throughout your whole life, there's a chance that this awakening wouldn't change that. So you might have to either come to terms with it or so it's not like it blows everything away. And, and if you say that, psychotherapy or you know psychology is obsolete well you might as well say good relationships are obsolete good friendships are obsolete because it's the same thing all it is is a model of good relating and internalizing that except it's more you know if it's therapy it's more attention on you it's more of a one-way thing but who's gonna throw love out the window who's gonna throw a good good friendship out the way i mean i treasure that Not, i mean more in the last three and a half years. I mean, I really treasure that, like um, being around people who are emotionally open, who reflect back to me, who tell me the tr- truth about how they feel. When I piss them off, they tell me <laughs> I'm pissing them off. You know, like that is just fucking amazing. I, and I love it and and that's health. And if you don't have that, I think, you, you know, there's a lot in yourself that you don't realize, like and a lot of potential that may, may never come to light because no one is seeing it. No one is, you know, like, so some, maybe some people don't need that, but I think most of us do deep down. We, we kind of want to be with someone, if you're awake or not awake, but you want to be with someone who reflects that openness um, mm. So that so that, you know, I don't know. Like in a good relationship, we tend to support each other moving forward, don't we? You know, in a bad relationship, you might just get a lack of response when you say you want to do something. You might be invalidated. You might be shamed, actually shamed without even realizing you're being shamed. So you just stay put you know because the wounds are really it doesn't remove everything it depends what was there before and like I say if you've got something really early on like from childhood it's it's more it can be harder to fix maybe depending what it is for me it, it only emerged you know in a, a certain so it was adult I was an adult when I got hurt and wounded and wasn't able to and I just thought I could never have a like really close relationship ever again. And that's, that went, so that went, my heart was open. It was gone, you know? Yeah, I didn't need anything for that. Just, wow, <laughs> there it is, it's gone. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: that makes complete sense. Uh, when you mentioned good relationships, there is essentially what psychology is. I I uh, completely agree with that. Uh, bendlessness, and, and I consider that like an, in, in a different word, non-locality, like non-linear. That's how my mind sort of, Contextualizes it. I've only experienced that very fleetingly, and it sort of comes in and out, that non-feeling, if you like, of, of non-locality. It was and it's very difficult because I track myself in words, but I suppose I'm asking asking: is there something that can be done in order to make that a permanent state? <laughs>
1: No, there isn't. I mean, there's, there, you know, that happens or it doesn't happen. It seems it seems not. Um, you know, I mean, it's already the case anyway. So yeah, everyone's already realised.
0: And that makes me rip my hair out um, because I get the words uh, and I intellectually understand what's being said, but the living reality, uh, again, words trip me up. The living reality of it is that that isn't the case
1: yeah no it's very frustrating it is very frustrating and it, it doesn't mean to say you can accept that either because it the seeking energy annihilates any kind of acceptance anyway it's just mm. you can't argue with that you, you're going to be at the next meeting you're going to read those books you're you know it's it's difficult um but like I said, glimpses. It seems more easy, and and I know that the empirical evidence suggests there's not a lot that I've read, but just that grief, mm. <laughs> grief, and extreme suffering tend to bring about the end of uh, not tend to, but a lot of people have woke, woken up. That's their kind of backstory, if you like. But
2: mm.
1: I don't know how common that is either. Like, and their small that was a small sample, like of Steve Taylor's work, but I. So I don't know. We don't know a lot about this stuff. I don't think. Maybe I'm not reading the right material. I don't know. But mm. you know, I mean, it's energetic. You know, there is a sort of energy in in the rooms. So Those, you know, the meeting rooms. So there definitely is something going on. Like people do seem to the self drops away maybe during the meeting, and who knows, go out the door and it's back. Like, but um, and even after awakening, you can feel the. You know, there is a kind of. Sometimes you can really sink into it in the any sort of situation where there's no agenda and those those kind of talks there is no agenda is there, there's nothing being asked of you. you you might ask a question you might just sit there but very often it's just people can just really sink into into this sometimes but maybe not you might be sitting there in a really bad mood and really pissed off that you can't get it which is common as
0: well so is that is that uh a known thing then that like people in the room sort of have the self drop away while they're in the room
1: well it seems it seems to be i mean there's a lot of people comment on that there's a lot um yeah i mean i've heard heard a lot of that and yeah so mm. i think that's part of the attraction isn't about well really the attraction is to sit there and the self to fall away and never come back <laughs> but uh <laughs> but, yeah um, mm. because people come after awakening too don't they it's just More I suppose the community but also just to sit like like it's an okay place to be. And you know, so without anyone without some bullshit, you know, without anything being asked of you and you know, there's not a lot of that is there, you know?
2: No,
0: no. How do you uh communicate with people like you know, the ones who are like the people who you watch the news, for example, and you've got a war going on and the economy's wrecked and whatever else is going on and you like you talk about unconditional love and boundlessness and everything and that and and people may say and respond by saying oh but look at the war over in russia and whatever else is going on how do you sort of reconcile those two things is it simply that the state of that is unconditional love taking place well
1: there's just i mean Yeah, I mean, there's just a radical acceptance. That's what's taking place. But, I mean, the character will maybe feel really strongly about that. I mean, you might get someone who's um, very politically orientated and that didn't drop away in Awakening. And maybe they're actually engaged in stuff. And, you know, there's not a political character here. So, you know, um, so it's not like... It doesn't mean to say that you don't give a shit about that. You might or you might not. It depends how you are, like um there is in a lot of cases like a, a kind of more not wanting to change the world and and there is that beautiful thing about like when you change you know and just being peaceful in yourself of course that's got to not go and a knock-on effect in, you know in your immediate circle and and you're not causing harm by having some ideology that i can fix it or i know how it should be like yeah. um but uh, yeah it's it's the political is just yeah it's not it's not something you know hmm. i just that's <laughs> just not my my thing. It never was. No.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Uh, I mean, when I've been down the pub, I say to people like, you know, there's nothing to change here. Everything's playing out perfectly fine. That sort of gets a response of, you know, frowns and how can you say such a thing? And I'm saying, well, it's sort of looking at it from a more holistic point of view, I suppose. Then you're just seeing things more. Not better than just more like aware. Um, I don't want to get in the thing that I am better or worse or whatever is going on, but uh, I I tend to see myself as well. I fall into certain things, I'm thinking, What, why is that happening here? It's ridiculous. And then, and then catch myself and paradoxically think, Like, uh, well, no, that's just playing out perfectly fine, but then the mind's like neurotic sometimes, and then the mind will just go, Uh, Oh no it's perfectly fine. Oh no 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 that needs changing. Oh it's perfect. Oh no that needs changing. It's like a battle. Right okay.
1: <laughs> well there's I don't know there's a lot of shit stuff. I don't I, I don't know. So I'm you know it depends what you're into and you know there's there's both at the same time there can be it's there's not a there's not a set way of seeing this and to be honest if you're in the middle of a fucking war and you're like in a really horrific situation i wouldn't speak for like how anybody would be awake or not awake. it's just going to be fucking horrific it may not be depending on how you deal with that some people would dissociate so i don't know you know i've never been in <laughs> like really really you know the mind can go to some dark places like so i don't know mm. um it doesn't rend- you know it doesn't create indifference not here um well maybe for the abstract stuff i think i'm more like concerned like maybe a friend or more stuff more close to home for me like would be um more important maybe um Mm. you know so i don't know we're all different and more in the moment as well so it's it matters when it matters and then it doesn't when it doesn't so it's it's not like stuck with something you you know you know when i'm talking about something i could be pissed off about it, but the minute I stop talking about it, it tends to just cause gone. Like it's just gone. That Which is which is great. I oh, no, mm. like very nice. It's
0: yeah. Cool. Uh do you like set yourself goals and and that sort of thing?
1: Um do I um well I set intentions sometimes. Like I, I, I have I have done that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I even asked that question. But it's something that I sort of I look at some of the people who talk about this, and I just think they not they'd never say anything like that. They don't sort of live in that world of trying to change the world or becoming a, a, a different way to what they are or what the world is as it is
2: right now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if I'm doing something like writing something, you know, intending to, you know, it's it's held as an intention. But it, I mean, it's, it's not you know, like, okay, it's what's happening. Not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. They're not like mutually exclusive or so,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, maybe I'll put, put aside a bit of time for something and see if a habit forms. Da-da-da. Okay, you can't make something happen, but yeah, that's bullshit. I mean, you can set goals if you want. Okay, I tend less to do that. I'm much more spontaneous. I tend not to plan as much as I did um, just because I like it that way. And, you know, and I, I don't know how I'm going to feel, you know, like, so, so there's more flow where it's not a pain in the ass because obviously you're dealing with other people when it comes to making arrangements and stuff like that but yeah i much more you know take it as it comes and it you know and and goals tend to involve projects that like writing or something it's something that i enjoy every moment of doing that anyway so it's not like you know your mind isn't just set on the goal It is much more the the process as well and you know
2: mm.
1: you know rather than don't
0: know, yeah, is there anyone that you've like been inspired by in in this field? Like, uh, you know, when you had an awakening, was there anyone that you sort of resonated with post awakening?
1: Oh, what non duality kind of wise? yeah, I
0: suppose, yeah.
1: Um, maybe Eckhart Tolle, nobody likes <laughs> maybe because the divine no mind stuff and he mentioned the seeing the sacred. I hadn't come across many people then, to be honest. Um, so <laughs> Uh, and then I went to a few meetings, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really reading anything after, you know, like, so that was the only person I kind of knew, and it was very, very simple. I hadn't read The Power Now, but just the, the, the kind of basic beginning of that, because I had the book, and so it just seemed very simple, mm. just that piece. I mean, I, I don't I don't know, I, I wasn't reading longevity books, so... It, Later on, I had my preferences for who's, you know. I don't listen to this stuff, but right? sometimes I tune in, you know, just to see what people are saying. Obviously, you know, it's yeah. it's interesting as well. But
2: mm-hmm. so
1: my my love of different people has changed all the time. Like it's just always shifted, and depending on what I'm into, yeah. you know. So,
0: who why why do people not like Eckhart Tolle very much? I don't really understand that.
1: I'm not sure. My, um, I suppose because he um does a lot of mindfulness stuff um and but the awakening is just obvious you know it's very deep with him but he yeah i suppose his retreats are kind of mindfulness based and you're already if you're drawn to the meeting it, the process has already begun so i guess it's that like you're here i suppose it's like a teaching isn't it so it doesn't go with the radical non-duality so much That's mm-hmm. sort of like it's a process you it's, it's happening just increase the space between thoughts which is kind of impossible, like, unless you're already kind of awake, you know, I can't see that, that, I don't even know what I would have done with that before awakening, because I mean, aside from the fact there wasn't any space between them, yeah. like, I, I think that would, but, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, but aside, yeah, as a teaching, I suppose, but I still, yeah, I don't, I don't know, just the way I expressed it, seeing the states of the sacred as well, I, I thought it very much echoed what had happened here, and um, before he goes into, uh, spirit—you know—spiritual you know, practice, relationship with spiritual practice, and all this stuff, like, mm. which is, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever you make of that, and the, the pain body, and so yeah, I'm not really into the concept concepts around that. I never was, but mm. Mm. just just the story of it, the initial seeing that was, I don't know.
2: Mm.
0: So, okay, John We've done. We've done over an hour. Uh, thank you for your time. Is there anywhere you want to? For the people who listen, where they can go, your website or YouTube?
1: Um yeah, I've got my YouTube channel um and my website, dongarland.co.uk. Um and I do meetings in London monthly meetings. So you can catch me there in the Philadelphia Association. Uh just look up Meetup. Um yeah, that's about it, really. Um, cool. So- well thanks
0: for coming on. I've enjoyed talking to you.
1: No, I enjoyed it as well. Thanks very much. And okay.
0: Okay. Ciao soon. Bye bye.
1: All right. See you. Bye bye. Bye.